Welcome to the Aftershock Central Podcast. Wow. That's Travis. <laughs> I'm leaving that in there. That's I promise. Martin. I know you did. That's Travis. I'm Martin. Ronnie's off tonight. We know where he's at. It's his birthday, so happy birthday, Ronnie. Enjoy your uh, whatever you were drinking. Yeah, happy birthday, Ronnie. Yeah, happy birthday, Ronnie. Newlywed. Oh, not yet. Not yet. Next week. Yeah. Pretty close. I mean, they've been together for like 35 years. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that like he went to the courthouse and stuff. Oh, well, he got the, the marriage certificate, but the wedding is the 12th. Oh, all right. I misunderstood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't you know you got to get the license first before you get married? Even though technically you were already married because you got the license. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, if you're technically married, you're married. We That's did true. our paperwork at the wedding, so uh, we did it all at once. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, we did too because uh, we planned the wedding and then uh, we scrapped it like two days before and just went to the courthouse. And then everybody showed up and yes. we're like, surprise, we're married. I heard this story. Yep. That's how we roll, bro. Yes. Anyways, no Welcome one cares to about- Marriage Central <laughs> Podcast. I was going to say, no one cares about our marriage stories. They want to hear us talk about some comics. So uh, let's talk about, I mean, it's not really a brand new book, is it? I guess it is, because it's got a different title. Dark Ark After it's the fun. Flood, number one. Uh, written by Cullen Bunn, with art by Juan Doe, letters by Dave Sharp. There is a lenticular version of this cover. I don't know if you knew that. Word? Yes. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I have not seen it. I've only seen is the it... uh, the regular cover. Okay. Yeah, that, that sounds uh, interesting. Yep. Uh, it's the same guy that did the uh, the baby teeth lenticular. You remember that one? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that cover was freaking dope. Anyways, uh, Dark Ark After the Flood, of course, kind of volume two, I mean, really, volume two to Dark Ark. So at the end of Dark Ark, we had the Dark Ark land on this island and find these demon creatures, and Shrey was killed by his daughter. So now we are picking up from that, and uh, there's some really interesting themes to this book. It, uh, it, I think even only with, with one issue, it already feels very different from the previous volume. Yeah, I agree, man. This, this whole issue is, is like, I don't know, it, it's, it seems so drastically different. Like it's brand new territory for a story that's, you know, one of the longest running that Aftershock has ever done. Yes. You know, like, and it's going in both directions too, in a sense. Like, this issue, I like. I I love that it starts out with flashback of like you know Shrey doing this mission with uh, you know a bunch of uh, like underlings, and you know he's total badass. And he, like we see all the powers and like why everybody's scared of him and stuff, right? So are they underlings? Though uh, I thought it was just like a society of necromancers or whatever, like a group of them. I mean, I I got the sense that like they were reporting to him, mm. you know, um, like like he was the leader and he was the one who was like doing the heavy lifting, like blowing up the town and such. Yeah, sure, perhaps. Uh, but also, you know, like we're going 
now into the future. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, like in part because, um, you know, like Trey is still here. Spoiler alert. Like, you know, like the, the ghost will continue to be a character in the, in the series. You know, you're supposed to sound the spoiler horn before you give the spoiler, not after. I know, yeah, but yeah, like this full spoiler podcast. <laughs> That's so. true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I really, uh, I dug that flashback because uh, I think uh, throughout the first volume, we, we were really curious as to the backstory, right? I mean, like there was some flashbacks, but it was mostly relating to him building the ark, not necessarily like how we got to that point. And I think I think that was good enough then, but from where the story is going, uh, we definitely needed something else, right? Uh, because the reason we get this flashback story of Shrey and his cohorts going to uh, destroy Gohorth is uh, – at first you don't know, right? Like he's sent there by his demon handlers or whatever they are. Uh, to destroy the city because it's a, it's a holy city and God loves the city and of course like they just want to piss God off. So, uh, they send him there. But that seems to not be the actual purpose of him going there. Or at least maybe we're given some doubt as to why exactly they're sent there. Right? Cause the reason is destroy the sacred city, but that's where he finds his daughter. So we learn that she's not his biological daughter. He found her in this place. And the reason he agreed to keep her is because she was the only thing left alive in the city. Everything else is destroyed. So he's like, oh, well, there must be a special purpose for this child. Let me, like, hang on to her until I figure out what they want me to do with her. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, my read was that, uh, you know, like, there is something supernatural about her that, like, caused her to be untouched, like, surrounded by... I rubble and ash um like and so that makes me think like what is her deal and like my assumption also is that like that mission like perhaps she was the whole point of that you know was like get her in hand like bring her along like always with the idea that eventually you were going to uh you know weaponize her but like you know the What's interesting to me is that she comes from the city of fate. Right. So, I mean, that would suggest that, like, she wasn't destined to be, you know, like, a servant of the devil. Well, that's not necessarily true. Just because she's born there doesn't mean that it couldn't turn out that way. Um, But there's definitely a reason why they want her there, right? I mean, obviously, she, she killed her father at the end of the last volume, and she has kind of taken the reins of leadership uh, among the group that they're in, right? She's rebuilding or building a town for them to live in. Uh, she talks to the evil God thing uh, that was commanding Shrey. So that might've been the purpose all along, right? But like, we don't know any of the exact details. We don't know if, if this evil entity saved her, or if she possesses some abilities, like innate abilities, that allowed her to be saved. And they're like, oh, well, this kid's still alive. Let's just keep on to her because she's pretty powerful if she's still around. That is what we don't really know yet, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, there, definitely there is, you know, intrigue about, like, the, what the extent of, you know, the plan is. Yes. You know? Which is cool, right? Because after getting, what was the first volume? Like, 12 issues? Something like that? Uh, after getting so many issues, it's cool to see that, like, the mystery only gets deeper, right? We haven't necessarily resolved everything that was set up in the first volume of this book. We're just expanding on it now that we have the introduction. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I kind of, towards the end of the first run, kind of found myself thinking, like, you know, where is this going, in a sense, you know? Like, uh, and I, I feel like the stuff that they open up in this issue, like, it's like a whole new direction, you know? It, it's, it, like, it is like a brand new beginning, some would say a whole new world. I'm trying to make a Disney reference. Yeah, some here. might say that. Yeah. yeah. Episode title. Ha! We're gonna get a cease and desist. <laughs> is, Mouse doesn't play. Is uh, hey, I didn't sing it. I just said the words. Yeah. No one owns the words. Well, maybe they do. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. It's uh, it's protected by uh, journalistic whatever. We're fair journal- use. Yeah, we're, there you go. We're, we're journalists, Travis. It's fair use. Yes, I'm a doctor of journalism. Yes. Uh, how'd you feel about the uh, the the side story with Kroll? Oh, I liked it. Um, you know what I thought. You know, like I think it's an interesting dynamic with his character. You know, because like they set him up as, you know, being, like, obviously so cold to his cub, you know, uh, but, you know, now that his mate is dead, uh, like, he actually is doing the, you know, like, quote, like, woman's work or whatever, you know, like, he's doing the stuff that, like, in their species, the mother would do. Uh, And, you know, like, you know, I thought that was pretty interesting you know like he's he's an interesting character i i wonder like like obviously he still like has you know some distance from the cub like like he smacks it off off panel at the end right um you know but like obviously there's some tenderness there so i i wonder if that's like a front or you know you know like like an affectation you know well, I don't know if it's a front, but it definitely seems like in his species, that's like a cultural thing, right? Like, you gotta toughen up the boys, cause they gotta be tough, right? They're, they're the leaders, they're the, the killers. And he can't just have the little boy be a little wuss. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe if his mm-hmm. mom was around, he would have been trained differently. Um, so he's kind of got to juggle both roles, and and that was that was cool. I like the the juxtaposition between Kroll and Shrey, uh, because it seems like with the second volume, there's really a lot going on in terms of like father child relationships, right? And and I don't know if there's some uh, foreshadowing going on, but uh, but Kali even says something to the effect of like you know kids are meant to kill their fathers, something like that. Uh, so I wonder if at some point we'll see little baby Kroll uh, having to take care of Father Kroll. Hmm. 
yeah, uh, I, you know, certainly it's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I, I really, you know, I enjoy that dynamic, too. Like, one of the things I, I you know, like, kind of had a fleeting thought was reading that stuff is, like, Cruel is, is, like, talking about, you know, needing to teach the cub to how to survive, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just interesting, like, partially in the context of, you know, he can never reproduce, you know? You know, so it's not exactly like, like, survival, like, you know, procreation of the species, you know? It's just kind of like, well, you're, like, you're alive, so live your best life, you know? But, you know, like, he, like, that he cares, and, and he's, like, stepping up, you know, like, I think that that has like obvious like you know themes and parallels to draw to like you know human dads <laughs> you know sure. who may have like perceived gender roles that they like need to pass through to their sons you know yeah yeah I could see that I, I don't know how much the uh, the procreation aspect has to do with it. Um... Because like if you look at some of the other species that we saw, the, the the monsters in the first volume, like they weren't all like both genders, uh, and even here, like you see uh, Kali talking to the sirens, uh, because the new plan is they have to get Noah's Ark to shipwreck on this island, and so she asks the sirens to go and like entice them to come to the island, and like all the sirens are female. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just took it like, yeah, maybe I'm I'm thinking about it wrong, but you know, like, like I felt like there was an emphasis early on about, um, you know, it being a parallel to Noah's Ark, and you know, so that like this was done in part so that all these species could continue to propagate on the world. Sure. Yes. So, however, they reproduce, and maybe there's male sirens that we just didn't see. Well, that's true. Or maybe, like, all these monsters are, like, super long-lived. So maybe they don't even have to worry about procreation. Maybe they can just, like, clone themselves. I don't know. Uh, but, but I well, like that. It's funny that, like, if they were so worried about, like, the monsters surviving, you know, like, too bad they killed, like, the mother of monsters. <laughs> yes, they can't burn anymore. go to the anymore. source. Yeah. Well, not anymore. That plan's ruined. Um... But yeah, interesting themes. And then, of course, at the end, we see Shrey is still alive, which uh, I didn't really expect. Uh, I thought maybe we'd see Shrey solely in flashbacks in this volume. Uh, but we're going to get the ghost of Shrey past, so that's cool. Um, and I like the way that it's discovered, right? Because Kali doesn't even realize that he's technically still alive. He's still alive? Well, I mean, like, I said technically, because he's a ghost. Like, yeah. He- yeah, so he's... Yeah, he's a ghost. Yeah, but he's not like a ghost that just like wanders around, doesn't interact with anybody, right? Like he can move, he can talk. Uh, he's obviously still got some magical abilities. Um, maybe that's how he's able to be here. His magic's so strong that he can like cross the divide between, you know, whatever, the afterlife and, and now. Um, he's something to the effect of like the magic was so strong that he's kind of like, Stuck here. That, that's kind of the the way that I read it. Uh, let me see if I can find that page and see what he says. Well, I remember he's like, "I'm going to stay right where you killed me," or something. 
Let me see here. Because I thought there was a reason that was given. Uh, and of course, it may have to do with the reason why Kali survived the destruction of that city. Where is that page? It's like right at the end, right? Yeah. Nah, maybe not. Maybe I just read too much into it. Yeah, you're right. It says, I am forever bound to this place, daughter, because this is where you killed me. Yeah, so, yeah, like, whatever the reason, you sure. know, like, but I feel like it could be, you know, potentially a lot of fun, you know, like, or just, like, like very interesting, you know, like, my sense is, like, he's a troll right now, you know? <laughs> so, like, he could just hang around whilst he's doing everything and just be like, hey, remember that time you killed me? <laughs> You think he's going to say that in every issue? That'd be kind of funny, actually. That's like, oh, you always got to bring that up. <laughs> Would it help if I said I was sorry? Uh, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. actually see but, I, mean, like, I, can, I can see that, though, right? Because he seems like that kind of guy. Where he just, like, holds vendettas forever. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, but, like, beyond that, you know, like, he's been screwed over, you know? Like, I, I feel like, you know, that like, this was all a design, like, to get him to do all this stuff and, like, hold the bag and then get screwed over and killed. Uh, and, you know, like, you know, he, he supposedly made a deal with his master mm-hmm. that he'd be free and clear when this happened. It's like, oh, like, I've altered the deal. Pray I do not alter it further, you know? Yeah. Like... So I like I feel like in a serious sense that that's going to be his commentary like to Callie who now serves the the same master you know is like hey you know <laughs> I can tell you let, let me tell you about this like thing that you signed up for you know like that I I feel like he's going to be pulling in the opposite direction on that sure. you know yeah let me uh, let me bring uh resurface an idea that I brought about in the first volume, uh, maybe once or twice. And uh, I'm curious how you feel about this based on some of the new information that we received in this issue. Um, in the first volume, I, I'm still not convinced that, uh, that there is some like evil entity that Shrey has made a deal with. Um, I, I've always been of the thought that like the deal he made is with God, not like something that's against God. Uh, and and maybe obviously it's not like your typical like biblical God, uh, which would be the assumption because this is tangential to Noah's Ark. Um, but you know, like in the Old Testament, God was kind of a prick, right? Like he was vengeful. He he made people kill people, uh, and I wonder if if some of that plays into this where this entity that he's communicating is not something else it's god that's why we haven't seen god that's why the angels were such douches in the first volume um i don't know just a thought that i want you to keep in the back of your mind and i don't don't know if it's something that'll be answered in this volume at all uh, as to like who what this entity is uh but for some reason i feel like this is kind of like uh like an all-powerful Loki type of god, right? Like, hey, let me uh, let me have these humans do this thing and see what they do. 
and uh, let me set these factions upon each other so I can like truly get rid of whatever, right? Like maybe maybe he needs to have some good in there to balance or some bad to balance out the good, right? That's why he had Trey build this arc and keep some of these demons uh, or uh, monsters rather. Uh, just a thought, but I'm curious if you have any thoughts on that at the moment. I mean, like, does that imply that there is one, like, being that is, like, influencing both sides? You know, like, that, like, he's he's telling Noah one thing and telling now Callie another thing? Or, like, does that imply that it's, like, switched? You know, that, like, somehow, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, Noah's talking to the devil and, like... Shrey is talking to God, or I don't know. No, I'm saying that they're both talking to the same person, or the same being. Mm-hmm. And the guy's just like, uh, like a movie director. He's like, let me move these chess pieces around. And we don't know what like what the ultimate goal is, right? And you gotta think, like, if it's God, then he can plan for something that happens hundreds or thousands of years down the line. And this is just like, the chess pieces that he would have to move at the moment in order to get to, to that end goal. Like, just like he wanted to reset and like, this was the most convenient way is just like, we have a, a finite member, like number of humans, animals and monsters, and they're all in the same place. And we're going to like, see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember watching the the Matrix. Did you see like two and three? Oh yeah, sure. Okay, you remember when when Neo goes into the the room with the architect, and the mm-hmm. architect's like, "Yeah, this is not the first Matrix." Uh, s- spoiler alert <laughs> for a twenty year old movie. Um, Ouch. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is not the first Matrix. Like, we've tried this, that, and the other, and none of that worked. So, like, we have to have this element of, like, free will, if you will, uh, where people, like, feel like they're making a choice, even though, like, they have no choice. We have ultimate control. Uh, like, there could be some aspect to that. Maybe not as stoic as the architect is in the Matrix. Again, I see it more like a, as a Loki character, a, a, a jokester. He's like, ah, oh, it'll be fun if I just, uh, like, kill all these people and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, if if you you are the only deity, <laughs> you're all by yourself, and also you're you're omniscient for the universe. Yeah, yeah, like like I don't know, maybe you do like try and and like like you know just like create your own dramas, you know, like like a kid with action figures. Yeah, you, uh, you gotta entertain yourself. Because what are you going to do for eternity? Uh, yeah. I, I, ouch. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, of course, the Wando art is fantastic. We we can't, like, not bring that name in here. Because uh, he, he's great every time. And uh, Dude, like, two series concurrently right? Right? coming out each month? Yeah. I mean, my assumption, is, my assumption is that on his own book, uh, he's far ahead enough where he can do this, right? I mean, that's my assumption. I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like it's possible that you know, 
just like via scheduling, it, it happened to come out this way. But I mean, you know, doesn't change the fact there's two books, uh, you know, on the the rack every month by Wando, and they both look awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. All right, let's wrap this one up, Travis. Ooh, uh, could I could I just shoehorn in? Yes, like. Uh, like as a, a one more takeaway from this issue, uh, they reference that Noah is like no ordinary man yes. and has talents, you know. And like I think obviously they're setting up that like very soon his arc is going to land in the same place where they all are, you yes. know. So that is a like tasty chestnut that is hanging about like <laughs> okay but like we haven't even seen noah yet like right. what is his deal right it's gonna be like uh like lost so where you have the the people from the flight and you have uh those other people that were there and shenanigans are gonna yeah. ensue exactly magical shenanigans uh yeah maybe that's when we'll see like what kali can really do right if she's like potentially more powerful than trey but doesn't know it yet, maybe that's when we'll get that reveal. Well, like, Callie's brand new, you know? Sure. So, like, she needs some kind of training from somebody, and I, like, I would assume it might come from Shrey, but, yeah, as as discussed, like, you know, who knows how that's going to go, that influence, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, yeah, she's already powerful, but I don't know. Like, is magic just in so that she's already got all the tools in her toolbox and she just knows how to do it? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go with yes. All right. Give me a rating, Travis. Uh, I'm going five out of five. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like, I think as an issue one, this is, like, pretty freaking strong, you know? Yeah, it's really solid for a first issue. Uh, I'm going to go four and a half instead of five. But uh, I agree. Really, really strong first uh, first issue on this one. All right, that's going to wrap up the show. Next week, we have two books. We will be discussing Animosity number 24 and a brand new title, Shoplifters Will Be Liquidated, number one. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said liquefied. Looks awesome. And I think that would have been awesome, too. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, of course... You can find us on Twitter. Travis is at the Great Magnet. I'm at Geekvine. Ronnie is at Rumba 316. Wish him happy birthday. The show is at AfterShockPod. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah.